Hello. We are talking with Nicole from Galwa. Uh, she's a something. Research here. engineer. <laughs> yeah. So what does a normal day look like working at Galwa? Depending on the day. I'll either come into the office or not, because we get to work from home sometimes, and I like to do that on Mondays and Fridays, because I get some solid engineering time in. So what does like, engineering time look like? Usually me on my couch with my computer <laughs> on my lap, writing code in some language. Okay. Mm -hmm. As someone going into computer science, what are like the main programming languages that you'd need to know? I guess they keep okay. changing, is what I've heard. Yeah, I do a lot of data-related work. So scripting in Python is pretty great for that. So Python oh, okay. is, I think, a pretty valuable language for that. And that's what I used at the last two places I worked, was mainly Python and R okay. for visualizations. Yeah, data analysis stuff, data science, Python's a big language for that. Okay, and R's? Yeah, R, they've got a lot of statistics libraries in R, which are nice, but the language itself isn't very fun. I do appreciate the library ggplot, though. It makes beautiful graphics, <laughs> and it makes everybody in the room all excited about the data. Okay, so a normal day for you. That's You're on your couch. Yep, coding. coding. Though recently it's been in <laughs> Rust, which is a systems programming language. Okay. And some Cryptol, which is a language that's made in-house. Yeah, I've heard about mm -hmm. that. So not, not very much, much Python lately. So. <laughs> yeah. Lots of coding. Though when I'm in the office, I tend to have lots of meetings because I'm on several different projects right now, and I'm also part of the engineering council that helps organize um, engineering resources in the company. So is that like allocating thing? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of it has to do with relationships okay. um, between uh, engineers within the company and um, supporting engineers, helping them find projects and have good workflows within their projects. Um, I'm also very much involved in orienteering. Our orienteers are people who help new Galwegians when they start, new employees okay. or new engineers. Um, so they'll be a buddy of sorts uh, assigned to the new employee and they help them get used to the unusual structure that Galwa has and the We'll teach them how to use the dishwasher and be a good <laughs> citizen within the Galois community. Okay. So what do you, when you say unusual structure? It's not a hierarchy. So usually there are managers and the managers have managers like directors and then VPs and mm -hmm. presidents and it goes up a line like that. But here we've got um, engineering council that does, that plays the role of a a director of engineering, but it's a group of people and we discuss topics and make decisions as a group. That's so cool. Yeah. And we also take information from all the engineers and represent engineering concerns on the council mm -hmm. and share information back with engineers. So back in the school, what was your favorite math subject area? Did Were you a fan of the calculus series or were you glad um, to be done with I loved math. I always loved math. My, I think my mom was studying to be a math teacher, an elementary school and middle school math teacher when I was in elementary school and middle school. Oh. So she'd test out all the things that she was learning on me, different ways of teaching math. And 
I That's really so awesome. loved it. Wow. So I, I've loved math since a very young age. But I think my favorite class for undergraduate was probably group theory. I like abstract algebra and think algebra really. I like algebra. Group theory. So what uh, what do you do in that class? Like there's a lot of proving, algebra. a lot of proving things. Okay. Um, but we talk about uh, these mm. objects called groups, which are made up of a, of a bunch of different elements with certain properties. Um, and relationships between the elements, and it's just a game. You get to play a game oh, that's and cool. study properties, prove properties, think about how things work together. So I've taken linear algebra, and I think that one has been my favorite math class so far because you get to really explore and like see all the things in the math world. Yeah, uh, you'll probably like group theory too. Okay. There's a lot of similarity between linear algebra and group theory. Were your parents like pretty strict when it came to grades, or? No, I, I don't think, no, not clearly strict at all. <laughs> I know that education was valued because my mom mm -hmm. was going to college the whole time I was a kid and through my adulthood. <laughs> so I could see that education had value in their eyes, but there, no, I was more strict on myself about grades than they were. Yeah. I think that's the same with my family. Mm-hmm. Since it is women in math, what are like some obstacles that you have had to face, or have you like really noticed any like being like a woman in STEM? No, I haven't noticed differences because I'm a woman. Mm. I know that I've like at work and at school I was surrounded by men. Mm-hmm. Or. Uh, no, I don't really know. I don't notice the genders. <laughs> We're all just people. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, there are a few times where I'm like, maybe that was, mm -hmm. but uh, I don't know. I may have been lucky to be surrounded by kind people. Yeah, for my sure. Life. And sorry, you're you originally are from Oregon, right? Or um, you said moved around a lot as a kid, Washington okay. and Oregon. Yeah. Okay, and you said you moved to Alaska's. Yeah, well. uh, I've lived in Alaska, but I've also lived in Montana and um, Wyoming, border of Idaho. Haven't been, <laughs> I haven't lived in Idaho. But. Have you been to Silverwood theme park? Oh yes, I love Silverwood, <laughs> and I plan to take my son there this summer. How old is your son now? He's eleven now. Oh, uh, has he been there before? Oh, uh, I think he's he went when he was yes when he was a baby. Oh, okay. so. He does not remember it. <laughs> <laughs> That's always like so exciting with Garfield and Odie as the mascots. And... Oh. Did you not? You didn't? No, didn't oh. notice that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't think they make like a big deal about it. I remember Odie was like walking around in a costume. Oh. I mean, he wasn't in a costume because he's a human. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> I guess we should get back to math. It doesn't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so what is your dream job, or do you think you have your dream job? I've had many dream jobs okay. over the course of my life. For a long time, I wanted to be a community college teacher. Okay. I had such an amazing experience as a student at PCC Rock Creek, mm -hmm. and I thought it would just be fantastic to go back and be a teacher, a community college teacher, and help people and share my enthusiasm for math with everyone. Yeah. And I did end up getting to do that. 
Um, but then I discovered um, how fun programming can be <laughs> and the concepts in computer science. So I got distracted from that one dream and ended up going down that road of programming and engineering, software engineering stuff. Where, like, how did you uh, get into programming or initially? Well, my stepdad is an engineer at Intel, so he had talked about this stuff, talked over my head for my teenage years. Um, so I knew it was possible, or I knew that direction was possible. But what really got me, I think I finally got curious enough about the cryptography things mm -hmm. that my stepdad kept talking about, and I really wanted to understand what he was saying because I never understood what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I started going down that road, and one of the courses I had to take required some knowledge of programming. So I, brush, or I learned Python over winter break, and took that class, and it was amazing. You can solve so many problems, things that um, on paper would take forever, but I could solve combinatorics problems with Python in a flash. It was exciting. So you learned Python like on your own before the class? Ish, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> well enough to get through the class. Wow, okay. Yeah. So I guess there was a prerequisite that you were able to... Um, at the time, I was in graduate school and with a m strong math background. So yeah, it took me a long time. Yeah. I hated computers and avoided them actively <laughs> for a long time, up till past graduating with my undergraduate degree. But I got into a lot of graduate level computer science courses because of my strong math background. I think that the professor, professors had some faith that I'd be able to pick this stuff up, given my interest and my background. So I got in. That's so funny that you hated computers and now I you're <laughs> working at Gala. Yeah, I had some um, pretty um, impractical notions, I suppose. <laughs> I really liked nature and thought that I should be living in the woods and, um, you know, hunting and gathering and that sort of thing. And that computers were evil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could still live in the woods and just drive to work, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I do have a place now that's pretty close to the woods. Oh, okay. Out in the country. So I got some of that nature. Do you have like a little farm or? Yeah. Oh, do you have like animals and stuff? No. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I don't. Uh, we just got the place this winter, oh, so okay. we're slow, slow moving up in this. Um, I'm not sure if we'll get animals or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like I, I have a child to take care of, and I have a job yeah. that takes a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe eventually. Like you can grow lots of plants. Yes, yes, and I do have a lot of kale right now. <laughs> Do you like to do like the morning smoothies with like kale in them, or is that? I have done that before, in mm -hmm. different periods of time. Right now, we're not doing any smoothies. We <laughs> smoothied ourselves out. <laughs> the thing about the kale smoothies is that I feel like they always just like get in your teeth, <laughs> and then you show up, and then you like start oh smile, and then there's just all this green, <laughs> and yeah, it's it's a problem. <laughs> if there's advice that you could give to the audience, what would be like the main advice for like a young math major or? In general, just stick with it. Keep pushing mm -hmm. yourself even when you hit lows. It's possible for you to get through whatever 
problem you're having. I've seen that for myself over and over again. Things that seem insurmountable, like having a baby right before finals week. Yeah. You can still do it, and you can still be in graduate school with a baby at home. I think that believing that you can, I think we can do more than we individually think we can often. So keep pushing, I think that's a big one. But also, math specifically, hang out in the tutoring center. I think that's great. Really? Yeah, make connections with other people, make connections with tutors and other people interested in math, because you can get different perspectives about the problems you're working on that way, instead of just your instructor's perspective on mm -hmm. how to think about the problem. That's a good mm -hmm. thing to think about. I loved hanging out in the tutoring center, tutoring <laughs> people. <laughs> Nerd! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, math club has definitely increased my interest in math oh, a lot yeah. more. It's pretty cool. But maybe I should go hang out in the tutoring center with the mm -hmm. other nerds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any hobbies outside of what would be expected of like a math oh, so person? Besides doing little math puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> in your free time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm part of a scouting group called uh, BPSA. Baden-Powell Service Association. It's an all-inclusive scouting group with girls and boys and anything in between, all all-inclusive scouting mm -hmm. group. And we do a lot of outdoor activities okay. with playing with, not playing with knives, using <laughs> knives <laughs> responsibly and tying knots and building shelters. Oh, that's so fun. Lots of camping. Is that like mainly camping. summer? Um, we meet twice a month through the winter, too, um, but we have camping trips from May through October, all as a group, all the families come it's together. like that with your son as well? Yeah. Um, I was leading the 8- to 10-year-old group. They're mm -hmm. called the Timberwolves, and my son was in that group. And he's moving up to Pathfinder, which oh, yeah, is the 11-to-18-year-olds, 11. 11 and I'm going to lead, co-lead that group, too. Okay. Is it mostly, like, parents of the kids in it, or...? Yeah, yeah. Parents are the leaders. I guess that would make sense because then it would just be like a bunch of random people coming in. Yeah. <laughs> I think there are other groups with really interested adults, though, that don't even have kids that participate in okay. the scouting groups. Because you can, as an adult, be a scout in this organization, too. Yeah. And I guess it's good because you can like impart your wilderness skills and stuff. Yeah, I get to be part of nature still. <laughs> <laughs> so... Growing up, did you like live like pretty close? Well, yeah, I guess you moved around a lot, but were mm -hmm. you typically always pretty interested in nature? Yeah, I liked hiking a bunch when I was a kid and playing in the river, um, playing outside. Uh, but I wasn't part of any scouting group at that time, and I didn't learn all those skills that I've had mm -hmm. to learn as a leader. Um, but I did pl spend plenty of time outside as a kid. Mm -hmm. If you could be like, have a really out there, just like super fun, crazy job, like a FBI agent, well, I don't know if that would be fun, but that's like in I'll the movies or that. like, <laughs> I have to for sure, like <laughs> CIA, da, da, da. <laughs> or like a lion tamer or like mm -hmm. a ghost whisperer. <laughs> I think Park Ranger would probably be that one. That would be awesome. I uh, worked in Yellowstone National Park right um, when I turned 18. I went there for the summer to work. Mm -hmm. And it was wonderful to live inside Nas uh, Yellowstone National Park 
and be surrounded by all the animals and the geysers and the plants and stuff. Do park rangers, like I always imagine them, they just like walk around the park and just range, but I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know a lot about what that job would be like. So mm-hmm. I feel a little bit silly saying it's my dream job because I don't know exactly what it would entail other than living in the national park, which I'm really up for. Yeah, I mean, if that's like the main thing. Mm -hmm. But I know there are um, interpretive rangers where they talk about the the nature and share information they know about the park with guests. And Mm -hmm. then there are law enforcement rangers too that are more like police officers within the park. Okay. I don't know if there are other kinds of rangers. There Mm -hmm. might be. So like telling people to not Touch the the bicycles. Yeah. Or the, yeah. Yeah. Or I'll give speeding tickets, I think that happens oh, too. Oh, okay. Just drive off into a geyser. You know, <laughs> no, 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 it's not allowed. <laughs> oh, it's not allowed. Okay. No, not allowed. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Were you like, you were a pretty good student, I guess? Did you, were you like straight A's or? Not always. Okay. Um, middle school wasn't so great. I was not very focused in middle school. Yeah, I think me neither. Yeah. <laughs> My first college class was statistics, and I got a C. <gasps> and from then on, <laughs> I hated statistics. Oh, really? Uh, I think there were emotional issues involved, not okay. the content. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I then took a statistics course for scientists and engineers, and there was a lot more math involved, and then mm-hmm. I grew to enjoy statistics okay. after that. But that was a while after that. My first introduction to stats. Mm-hmm. I think my grades just improved over time, especially after I had my son, I became very focused in class. I used to kind of goof off, actually, not take it very seriously, but then when I had my son at home, I knew that I couldn't just do it later. There was, mm-hmm. once I got home, I had to be a mom, oh. and by the time evening came around, I had to work, so for the online classes I, were, I was teaching. Yeah. So I had to be focused during those few hours when he was in daycare and I was in class or between classes. And I got very focused and started to do much better with grades-wise, for sure. Okay. Because you had mentioned mm-hmm. that in the pre-interview questions, and I was like, how would a child make you more focused? I would think <laughs> that would be pretty distracting, but that, yeah. yeah, wow. I learned how to partition my day very well. Mm-hmm. Were you, like... After your son went to sleep, was it like studying, studying, or and just working, or? Yeah, uh, after so when I picked him up, usually around four o'clock, um, four to bedtime, which is around seven, we had our together time, mm-hmm. and then I would do schoolwork if I didn't have regular work to do. That's a probably pretty, like tiring, busy day. Yeah. Or I guess you get like kind of I get into used the, to it though. Yeah. I, I get, yeah. I'm surprised how I can get used to things, or humans can get used to things. Mm-hmm. Once they develop a habit, it seems normal. Even mm-hmm. if it seems extreme from the outside, I think yeah. once you have that habit, it becomes normal. Yeah. It's like if someone isn't a math major and they're like thinking math is really hard, but then. Like for me, I used to think that I used to get pretty good, bad grades, and I think I like failed a math class in high school, and then like now I'm majoring in it. Mm-hmm. But like from the outside, I was like, math is hard. Why would you want to do that? Uh-huh. And then you get into it, and you're like, this is how it is, and I I like it now. Or I mean, 
may not like it all the time, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it always looks different from the outside. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what was your first job? Like working at a Starbucks or Carl's Jr. or something? I worked at my dad's um, job a couple for a few days when I was a teenager. It was under the table, so I don't know if it counts officially as my first job, but he works at a <laughs> rental center where they rent small equipment like um, uh, thatchers and, mm-hmm. um, oh, what are those things that break up the cement? Jackhammers and tables and chairs for parties. So they rent set, that sort of thing. So I worked at the front desk there for a few days one summer. Okay. That was very scary and fun. <laughs> I think my next official job was working in Yellowstone National Park, though. Okay. In a restaurant there. I didn't know they had restaurants. Yeah, yeah. There's restaurants and hotels in the park, and employees clean the hotels and make the food and serve the food for tourists. Is it, like, themed restaurants? Like, did you have to dress up as a bison? No. (laughs) I don't think any of them were quite like that. (laughs) I worked at a pizza place once, and then worked at a fine dining restaurant, which wasn't really that good. (laughs) It was called fine dining. (laughs) I worked in the employee cafeteria, too, for a bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. At Yellowstone? Mm Mm-hmm. No one dressed up as bison? No. Yeah. But I did have to um, walk through herds of elk to get to work. Really? And avoid... Um, bears get to work. Did you ever see any bears? No, it's kind of funny I never saw a bear. Everybody else saw a bear, but I was never at the right spot at the right time. Or I was always at the right spot at the right time. (laughs) Yeah, to avoid the bears. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You literally, like, walked through packs of, you said, bison? Um, Where I was working in Grant Village, there weren't usually very many bison, but lots of elk. Oh, okay. And uh, well, I wouldn't really walk through them if they were densely packed. It's kind of dangerous. <laughs> um, so move out of the way. Yeah, just, I had to be careful. Yeah. When I was in Alaska, I had to walk around a moose mom and her baby. Oh. That was scary because they can get pretty aggressive. Oh, really? When the babies are around. Are, like, little moose babies pretty cute? Small. From afar. From afar. <laughs> From a safe distance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think I've been there... Once, when I was little, at Yellowstone. So I don't, oh. I don't think I saw any elk or anything. Okay. I don't know. I just remember there was, like, what's the big guys are called? Old the Faithful. Old Faithful. Yeah, okay. that's a famous one. Okay. What, have you ever, have you had interest in, like, other STEM classes? Yeah. Um, when I first, or, um, yeah, for undergraduate, I took some physics courses at PCC from an amazing instructor and I really loved physics in her classes really so when I went to Eastern Washington University I was a dual major math and physics okay but the physics courses I took there were by different teachers yeah (laughs) and I realized that the teacher had a big effect on my love for that subject Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people say that they, like, physics is their least favorite. Yeah. When I was introduced to it initially, it was algebra-based, and I wasn't 
I didn't enjoy that very much. But mm-hmm. then I took the calculus-based version at PCC, oh, okay. and I thought, well, this makes so much more sense now. <laughs> um, so I enjoyed it then. But I think I just, I really enjoyed that instructor's perspective on physics. Mm-hmm. And I loved math way more. It's just a bunch of fun puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> so your favorite part about math is like figuring things out then, do you think? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Because it feels like a puzzle, just a fun puzzle to do. <laughs> I really don't care if it applies to anything. <laughs> I just like the puzzle. Mm-hmm. What was like one discovery that like about math that really like got you? very interested like specifically like a concept or something oh i remember learning about different numbering systems in fifth grade and that blew my mind different numbering systems. yeah so you could instead of counting to 10 and then count to 11 you could count to um like base seven one two three four five six um oh dear my brain's freezing Seven? <laughs> no, I don't think it's seven. And then it goes to ten. Oh, okay. Eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, if you translate it to the numbers we're used to. We were talking recently, like in math club, about like how the Mayans used like a, I think base, twelve number system. I might be wrong. Yeah, yeah, but. different base, different um, cultures around the world have used different bases besides yeah. ten, and I thought that was amazing to have different base numbering systems. Because we've got, like, um, time in base 12, and I've heard that that's, yeah. like, the most, the best way to do things, but we're not going to, like, change the whole world to be, mm-hmm. okay, base 12, it's slightly more efficient, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we were also talking about, like, the Mayan numbers. I might be wrong. This might not be Mayans, but they were, like, lines and dots, and it's, I don't know if that's, like, just one number is a bunch of lines and dots, but I was thinking that would be really hard to do yeah. coding with... <laughs> Yeah. Just, but it would be really pretty on, like, serial numbers or something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I guess we could talk more about uh, Galois Mm -hmm. and, like, what you do here, other than, I mean, the more specifics of it. Like, I know there's the uh, election guard thing. Yeah. Is yeah. that... I don't know much about that at all. Okay. <laughs> I'm not working on that project, but it's very active, and there are a lot of people here working on those efforts. Um, I'm involved with data-related projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last project I was on was called Transparent Computing, and oh. that was a project where we were trying to find a way to detect when um, an attacker attacked a computer like uh, got into your computer virtually and was trying to steal your information okay or other malicious things like that so that project ended last month well that was pretty fun I dealt with a lot of data related to computers processes and events and file names and things like that and a lot of it you mostly work like from home because you have like a lot of meetings here, I know. Yeah, um, I when I work from home when I can, which doesn't end up being very much. Maybe a f- few days a month, probably on oh, average. Okay. Yeah. So that was what other like projects? 
yeah I'm on a I was on a project this winter where we were creating um, ways to evaluate neural networks so that in a secret sort of way so you have cool. yeah you have your your data and you don't want anyone else to know what your data is mm -hmm. but you do want to know what the output of this neural network is so we'd um, obfuscate that information um, so we created a neural network that would keep it secret so you could evaluate this function with your data and no one would know what your data is so how are like projects separated here though like you have like one or multiple ones that you work on for like a few months and then yeah. you reach like an end point there's a lot of independence here you have a lot of choices about what you want to do okay so um some people like to only have one project at a time okay. and they'll work on and depending on the project some of the projects last six months some can last four years oh. depending on the contract so yeah some people like to work on one project at a time um, I like to have more than one project but I discovered that six is probably too much <laughs> it sounds like too much <laughs> yeah <laughs> though it was kind of fun to be so busy for a while uh -huh. not in, in the moment but thinking back to it it was yeah. kind of interesting I noticed that I get like really tired if I like go from one place and then like have a meeting over at another place and then yeah, that context switching, having mm -hmm. to load different information into your brain to right. be able to communicate about the topic that you're talking about and drop everything else. <laughs> okay. So right now, how many projects are you working on? Three. Okay. That seems like a, a good number. Yeah. A good safe number. <laughs> yeah. Manageable. <laughs> are they normally like for clients or... Yeah, the projects we have, some of them come from the Department of Defense, DARPA, their research okay, yeah. arm. Um, the Transparent Computing Project I was on was through them. But we have other projects with industry clients. Other companies will pay us to uh, work on projects for them. Um, we have work with the Air Force Research Labs and the Navy Research Group. It all sounds so cool, like top secret government yeah. research. <laughs> Some of the projects require top secret clearance. That's so cool. Or just uh, regular clearance. Mm -hmm. I have the regular kind of clearance, but I haven't had to use it for any projects yet. Okay. I started here a year and a half ago. Okay. So I'm still getting to know um, how Galois used to be and how it's changed over time. I know we've grown a lot in the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. A lot of new projects and a lot of new employees. I, I always remember that it was like founded in 1999 because that's when I was born. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> no, I should have known that because we celebrate our uh, Galois birthday every year in October. Okay. Yeah. Last yeah. year we had a big party at a restaurant that uh, we had a bunch of trivia sessions. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, that sounds like so typical too. Oh, mm. I guess it was trivia with like the company. Yeah, the whole company participated in the trivia. I was thinking like math problems. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and this year we're going for a weekend trip, the whole company, to a ranch mm. to celebrate our twentieth 
year. Wow. And where were you working right before Gawa? Um, before here, I was working at Arrowhive Networks. So they sell um, access points for internet usage. Okay. Um, also software to manage access points, but it's mainly for mid-sized to big, big businesses. Like, I don't know, Walmart has internet access points throughout their building. So Arrowhive would try to sell them their product and then they'd have people managing the software. And I was a data scientist at that job and one of the projects I worked on there was to try to determine the location of customers based on their cell phones. So your cell phones will send a signal to looking for um, network connections pretty regularly. So any access point within the building would receive that information and you can loosely tell the position of the cell phone um, given information from several access points around. So how would that information be used, used by the company? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, to determine the path that customers would take through the store and then that information would be used for marketing. That seems... It was never... Questionable. Yeah. It was... <laughs> yeah, I did not enjoy working for that company. Well, so, the people I worked with were awesome. Okay. And the technologies we used were awesome. Just the, the group I was in, the data group. Mm -hmm. So that was great. a pretty large company or medium size? No, company? I think it was a pretty large company, but okay. we were... Um, us data people were all by ourselves in an office in Portland. The rest of the company was located in California and China. Oh, okay. Um, we were very isolated, and at some point they decided that our group was not needed anymore, and they oh. laid us all off and closed the office down. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So has Gawa been, do you think, like your favorite Oh, job? definitely. I love the, the structure here and the values mm -hmm. here. Joy at work is a value. Um, Authenticity and, is a value. And free food. <laughs> and there's kombucha on tap. Oh, yeah. yeah. Isn't there like also beer on tap up there or something? Or Yeah. <laughs> I haven't used it, but I've seen it there. Cold brew on tap. Mm -hmm. That's nice. How experienced are people usually before they start at Gawa? Will they have worked at a bunch of places before? Um... I don't know for sure, but I think that not that many people are really experienced industry. A lot of them come straight out of college. After like their PhD? Or bachelor's degree. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was or all masters. like masters or above. Well, I think everybody really is either a software research engineer, at least in the engineering group, mm -hmm. software research engineer or a hardware research engineer. Okay. And that's the only partition that exists right now. We may start partitioning other roles depending on needs as we grow, but right now we just have those two engineering roles. And you can come in as a software engineer with a bachelor's degree and start working on projects like anyone else. I guess, yeah, I guess it depends on your personal, like, skill set and, like, just knowing, like, the things that you need to know. Yeah. Which I guess a lot of it is, like, knowing how to code well in the languages. Yep. There's a lot of programming language theory. Mm -hmm. pro related projects that happen here so people who had that focus in their bachelor's degree can come on and start actually contributing to projects right away okay i know that the news was here recently too like kgw yeah. was that that's pretty exciting i guess or has that happened I worked in the from past? home that day <laughs> oh that's so disappointing <laughs> hbo came by once 
Oh, really? I heard that. For, like, a Game of Thrones episode? Of Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've had a few times where cameras have been around and photographers. Um, so if you go to our website, you can see videos of us oh, working yeah. away. Yeah. I was in the office for one of those. They usually um, uh, line up a few people for interviews initially, and then I was... Uh, I was requested to um, sit at my desk and <laughs> code in a language other than Haskell, because Haskell's pretty popular here. Um, and I was working on something in Scala at the time. So there was a cameraman watching me type in Scala. <laughs> Actually, I just deleted the code I had written already and then retyped it for the camera. <laughs> so how many languages total do you like, use or know? I may have listed all the ones that I've used. Um, C and C++, that one comes up every once in a while. I'm really not great at it or anything, but I can read it just fine. (laughs) So one of the projects I did was writing a, or implementing a post-quantum cryptography algorithm. Sounds so fancy. I know it does. (laughs) (laughs) It's just an algorithm for a digital signature that is supposed to work okay in the post-quantum world. So once quantum computers are a real thing, this algorithm should still be secure. Um, So I implemented it in Cryptol. There was already an implementation in C, so I could use that as a reference to figure out why my implementation wasn't quite working right yet. I know I've heard a lot of people grumbling about C and C++, but it's got uses too. Um, I don't know a whole lot about programming languages. Mm -hmm. I use the ones that come up when I need them. I think Rust is um, a candidate for replacing C implementations, but I, oh gosh, I don't know. I don't know about this stuff. <laughs> Do they like keep changing the language, popular languages that are used? I don't know. I haven't been in the software industry for that long. Okay. Also, I'm not super nerdy about this software stuff either. <laughs> I just like solving problems. <laughs> Give me a problem and I'll solve it. Um, so, like, what is, like, an example of a problem that you have to solve? Okay, I guess lately I have been taking um, algorithms that are written in paper with words mm-hmm. on, on a PDF and turning that into an actual program that does what they say it should. Um, so that kind of thing. Thinking about how to turn their words into code is one type of problem I've had to solve. But the the puzzle of trying to figure out how to translate that into code that runs is fun. (laughs) Okay, that's pretty cool. So as an employee here, we have to keep track of the hours that we work on different projects. So... Um, and if we're not working on a project, like we're attending a company meeting, that has a special billing code, too. And at the end of every day, I have to fill in my timesheet and put the number of hours I worked in each category and submit it. So I got this activity um, approved for a particular billing code. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're getting paid to be here. That's yes, pretty I am. awesome. <laughs> Goa sounds like such an awesome company to work for. I know. <laughs> it is great. I have I have worked more per day here than I have at the other companies. But also, I've accomplished so much in a short period of time, repeatedly. 
I've, I feel like I'm useful here. That's so awesome. The last couple of places I felt like my, um, that people didn't know how to use my skills or didn't mm-hmm. have projects in mind. They just thought, oh, we need a data scientist. Let's hire a data scientist. Now we have a data scientist and we can use all the buzzwords. <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, I didn't have support for accomplishing things or clear mm-hmm. directions. But here there are plenty of things that need to be done and they're all so exciting and I can just jump in and solve a problem and move on. And when you're not doing that you can play on the pinball machines or like the Xbox up there? Yeah, I never do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Like never really between meetings or anything? No. No, I've never played on the pinball machines. Oh. I did play a video game once, but I value um, interacting with the other people that work here. Like the yeah. lunchroom, I love going to the lunchroom during lunchtime and having conversations with people. Mm-hmm. That I find very exciting. Yeah. That's uh, that's one thing that's like awesome about, I guess, a company like this is that you can just talk with people about like oh, common interests. fun things, yeah. yeah. It, I've, so I've gone in there before and gotten like math tutoring from John. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I just heard people, like, chatting on their free time about math, and it's yeah. like, wow, <laughs> they really like it here. <laughs> yeah. And then they were, like, using the whiteboard and, like, working out, like, uh-huh. some problems. <laughs> yeah. Like, you could just tell they are, this is what they are meant to do. They are. <laughs> yeah. This is the job that you were, like, wanting to stay at, or do you want to become, like, the next president of the United States? and no, <laughs> definitely not. Not that. That's that's one. That's the next step up, though, right? <laughs> um, I can imagine staying here for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's possible to work part time here, like eighty percent mm-hmm. time or sixty percent time, and I imagine at some point, um, once the kids leave home, uh, traveling around and working remotely. Then. Living in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> so you've still got that dream. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know that like a lot of computer scientists, like, is it a lot of jobs are in like the security world? Because I know that the NSA hires a lot of them as well. Yeah. Um, there's somebody who works here now who used to work for the NSA. Okay. He did Haskell programming there. Because mm-hmm. I know that John and like some other people came up with that language. Or Haskell, or, I might be, uh, I might yeah. be wrong. I, I think know. John that played a large role in the evolution of the language. I don't know all the details or the yeah. history, though. Yeah, a lot of people here are active contributors to the compiler and um, libraries for the language. Mm-hmm. Very active in that community. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, it was very nice talking to you. Thank you for agreeing to do this. Yes, I was very happy to. Now you can go play pinball or whatever (laughs) solve some problems talk to people yes cool do you have anything else you want to say before we wrap up thank you for doing this (laughs) i think it's helpful to have um for people to see others who've had experiences or um gone down roads that you think are interesting. I know before I got my PhD, I didn't think it was possible that I could get a PhD, but I saw someone, um, a woman actually, who was teaching my topology class, and she seemed so goofy like me, and uncomfortable, and (laughs) not always remembering the right words, and I'm like, well, if she can get a PhD, 
I can get a PhD. Yeah. So I think this podcast might help in that direction. Thank you again. Mm-hmm.